Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Turn to Psalm 1. We're going to read the whole psalm. It's only like six verses long, but I want to say a couple things to you. If you want to hear this while you're turning, great. If you, if you can't do both at once, maybe stop turning and hear and then turn. Um, I want to say something to you that I think is very, very important. It could really save your life, uh, literally at times, if you hear this and, and line up with this. No one has ever missed it by being led by the Holy Spirit. No one has ever gotten into an accident who's following the leading of the Holy Spirit. No one has ever gotten, gotten into a tragedy, a destructive situation, while following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Following the leading of God will eliminate tons of tests and trials you were never intended to go through. I call it unnecessary adversity. The more we hear from God and the more we follow His plan for our life, the more adversity we miss. And if you do hit some adversity, you're assured victory over it if you're following God's plan for your life, which is a really good thing. And um, I want to uh, say this to you before we read the psalm. Any believer can get a victory. Any believer can get a victory. But it takes living in the will of God to live in victory. Okay, I've got to make sure you heard this. Any believer can get a victory in the midst of their troubled life, right? Any believer can get a victory, but it takes living in the will of God to live in victory. Not just get a victory and then another defeat, and get a victory, and another defeat. God has a life for every one of us to live. It's called living above the storm. We do not deny storms in our church, but we totally believe in living above the storm. There are places in God where the wicked one touches you not. I'm quoting scripture. There are places in the plan of God for your life where no evil shall befall you nor any plague come near your dwelling. Now remember what I said, any believer can get a victory, but it takes living in the will of God to live in victory. Living in victory is better than battle, defeat, victory. Battle, defeat, victory. It's better to live in victory than to just hit a brick wall every now and then and cry out to Jesus and he saves you. That's the way it was for me. When I first got saved, I made Jesus the savior of my life and he saved me from hell. But I kept hitting brick walls. I kept going through stuff that I knew wasn't his will for my life and it's because I needed to make him Lord of my life, not just spare tire in my life. My bailout Jesus. There's a better life and there's a better way than just going from tragedy to help God. Tragedy, help me God. There's a way to avoid a bunch of junk that all kinds of people are going through. 
Did you know if you'll live in the will of God for your life, you will miss certain tests and trials that other people are going through all the time. When we don't follow God's plan for our life, we will encounter tests and trials that the Lord never encounter, uh, in, uh, wanted us to encounter. I want to live the life, not just cry out for the help when I need it in this world of trouble. So with that said, we're going to a different scripture than we did in the early service. Go to Romans chapter 3rd. Romans 3rd. <laughs> All right. Now, I can speak better than that. Romans chapter 3. Turn to Romans chapter 3. And let's see, Paul had something here to say to Christians, to believers in Rome, about why certain things happen that are good and why certain things happen that are bad. Some people think everything that happens on this planet is somehow the mysterious will of God. And that's a lie. I mean, God allowing something to happen is way different than him wanting that thing to happen. There's a lot of bad stuff happening on this earth because people are simply doing their own thing. And they're on roads where it has open doors for the enemy to take pop shots at them. It has nothing to do with God wanting it or his mysterious plan. There's a lot of stuff happening on this planet that is flat out not God's will. He doesn't want it, but he has to allow it because you and I have free will. And so I want you to see, so I'm going to tell you the title. The message today is entitled, The Life of Victory. Say life. Some of the things I'm going to talk to you about today, you can't get just through a prayer. You're going to have to live a certain life that God has mapped out for you. For one thing, if we're not living on the road God wants us to live on, other roads have openings to the enemy on it. Access. He, ha he has access to certain people because they're on his roads. They're in his part of the ghetto, if you would. You know what I mean? They're in his part. Yeah. And if you, it, you can be a wonderful Christian, drive through a wrong part of town and get mugged. Is that the will of God that you get mugged? No, it is not the will of God you get mugged. It's the will of God that you don't go on roads where those things can happen. So it's not just saying, I believe in Jesus if you want to live in victory. You're going to have to be interested in living with him for him every day of your life. And friend, it's the most wonderful life there is. Hollywood and has nothing. Facebook, social media has nothing compared to God's plan for your life. Just, just to remind us all here, God's plan for us is to prosper us, not to harm us, give us hope and a future. Right? No competition. I'm going God's way. So now look here and keep this in mind. The life of victory. The life. Yes, every believer can get a victory. But it takes living in the will of God to live in victory. Anybody interested in living in victory instead of just bouncing around and getting knocked down and coming to the Lord? And he'll help you up. Don't get me wrong. He'll help you up. But there's a life that we can live to avoid a lot of this stuff. So look here in Romans 3. In verse, it's talking about a bunch of people who used to serve God, but they're totally off course now. And it says in verse, oh, let's see, verse 16. Destruction and misery are in their ways. Stop. Think about it. What? 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 Destruction and misery are what? In these people's ways. 
the way they're going. They're on a road that has destruction and misery on it. What would be the answer to get free from destruction and misery? Well, I just pray that it goes away. Well, if you're going to pray that it goes away forever, the Lord's going to talk to you about the way you're going, not just about being plucked. Do you realize this? If you get delivered from destruction and misery through a prayer, but you're still on the road of destruction and misery, guess what's coming back? Destruction and misery. And it won't be the will of God. It'll be people on the wrong road. There is a way. There is a path that has destruction on it. How many of you want that path? <laughs> Good. I'm glad no hands went up. There is a path. There is a way of life that has misery on it. How many want that? How many want misery? Anybody want misery? Then you don't want certain paths. You don't want certain lifestyles. You don't want certain ways. How many of you know you can be a child of God, born again, saved by grace, ticket to heaven, going to go to heaven when you die, all that secure, and still go down the wrong path and be mugged? Hmm? Is it the will of God? I thought grace just made everything perfect and you didn't have to do anything. You still got to live right. Grace helps you live right. If you want to live free from destruction and misery. Now, if you like destruction and misery, go through it, die, and go to heaven when you're done. But I don't like destruction and misery. I don't want any of it on my way to heaven. Do you? No, we don't. Well, then we need to be more... We don't need to just say, God, deliver me from... Here's the thing. Let's don't just go to God for help. Or let's say you need healing. Let's don't just go to God for healing. Let's go to God for everything He has for us. Tweaks in our thinking, adjustments in our love walk, direction for our life, right? Part in the church. Lord, I want everything, not just healing. Well, if you want everything, then you don't have to pray for healing because healing comes with everything. Did you hear that? You don't even have to pray for certain things that this kind of life already has in it. How about we take the whole life which already has healing and prosperity in it? We aren't supposed to be praying for half the things we're constantly praying for. They're supposed to be overtaking us. They're supposed to be being added to us. Why do we have to keep praying for things the Lord said are benefits? I'll tell you why. David didn't say, bless the Savior, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Praise God he's our Savior. He went a step further and said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all my iniquities, heals all my diseases, redeems my life from destruction, crowns me with loving kindnesses and tender mercies, satisfies my mouth with good things so my youth is renewed like the eagles. These are benefits that come to you if Jesus is your Lord that you don't even have to pray for. You don't have to pray for benefits. I believe the Spirit of God is trying to get our church right now to live the life that He wants us to live that has all these other blessings in it that will empower us and help us to fulfill His perfect will. So destruction and misery are in their way. So what do you think the answer to these people getting out of destruction and misery would be? Just ask God to deliver him from destruction and misery? Now, now if you do that, he's going to want to talk to you about how you're living, not just give you a healing you might lose in two weeks from now. 
He wants you permanently free. So he might have to talk about your way, your road that you're on. I look at it this way. If you don't like destruction and misery, get off of that road. Maybe you need more than just a simple prayer answered. Maybe you need fresh direction. Maybe you need to be on a road where there is no destruction or misery on that road. What is Put it back up. What is destruction and misery? Verse 16. Destruction and misery are in their ways. Does it matter the ways you're living? Does it matter what road you're on? Totally. And you can't say, God, why did you heal me if you're on a road where sickness is? God, why didn't you help me? God, why did you allow this destruction? Maybe the better question is, why did you go down a road that had destruction on it? See, God wants to mess with your life today, not just give you a blessing. Thank God for blessings. I, I love them. I want them all the time. God's a blessing. God, He loves us. But He wants you free forever. He wants you above the storm. He wants you protected, not just healed when you hit a wall. I mean, I thank God for protection. I mean, you know, thank God for the ambulance on the bottom of the cliff. But pay attention to the fence on the top so you don't need the ambulance. Pay attention to the caution sign so you don't need the ambulance. God wants us forever free. And a lot of times this freedom happens because of a change of our lifestyle, not just because we prayed another prayer. God will talk to you when you pray to him about your life. And you need to be interested in that as well as the healing that you need at the time. Because God will give you the healing that you need. Any believer can get a victory. But it takes living in the will of God to live in victory. Anybody interested in living in victory? The life of victory. Keep reading. This will, this will blow you away. Look at verse 17. And the way, now wait a second. He's talking about way again. The way of peace they've not known. The way, everybody say way. Way, the way of peace they have not known. What does that mean? It means that peace has more to do with the way that you're living than just a prayer. Lord, give me more peace. If you want sustained, continued peace in your life, you're going to have to do more than just say, Lord, give me peace. You're going to have to live in the zone where peace is. I like temporary help. It's better than no help, but I'm way more interested in permanent help. Living in the zone where no evil shall befall you, like Psalm 91 says. No plague will come near your dwelling. How does that happen? Well, if you read the whole Psalm, and we'll maybe go to it later, it said, he that dwells or lives in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the... What if you get out from under a shadow? No guarantee of the promises of that psalm coming to pass in your life. How many know you want to be in God's shadow? You do not want Him in your shadow. You want to be following Him. You don't want Him to be following you. Correct? Why? Because you want, verse 10, no evil shall befall you. Who? He that lives a certain way. 
Not, it didn't say, he that visiteth the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We don't live our life and see if there's room for God in it. God is our life, and if there's room for anything else, we'll see about it. God is our life. When God is your life, see, and we'll go to Psalm 1 and read that in just a second, but guys, listen, this needs to be everything to you. Christianity, church, the things of God can't just be an add-on. Let God change your life. Let him change your life. Why? Because he is amazing. His life is glorious. It's got power and supernatural help in it. It's, it's divine. It goes beyond this life. Eternal significance involved with living for God in this life. So much so, David said, I don't even care if I'm just a doorkeeper in the house of God. I'd rather have that than dwell in the tabernacles of the wicked, mansions of the wicked. Why? Because he saw there's eternal significance connected to living for God. And there's also missing a lot of destruction and misery in living for God. So read both verses again, verse 16 and 17. Destruction and misery are in their ways, which is interesting. And the way of peace they have not known. The way of peace. Turn with me to Psalm 1 now. Turn there. Let's go to Psalm 1. And I want you to keep remembering this word way. Way. What, what, what about the way we're living? I have more notes up here than I usually have, but man, the Lord was talking to me. Okay, so going to turn to Psalm 1. Now, keep that word way in mind. Now, look at verse 1. Let's read the whole thing. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So he's talking about a way of living. We don't get our counsel from the ungodly. This is not a one-time happening. This is our life. We do not look to man for our help. Sometimes God uses men to help us, but ultimately we look to the Lord. And if he wants to use a person, great, but we're looking to him. It's kind of like um, medicine, you know, and, and medicine is great and wonderful. And God, you know, you, works through it and uses it. But where people get in trouble is they put all their trust in medicine alone. That's when things can get really off. Because what if that thing you're trusting with all your heart can't fix you someday? When you should have been developed in trusting God for things, you put all your trust in a pill. And pills are great. Pills are wonderful. God helped men to design them and get them to help people stay alive and you know, move forward. But really, if you think about it, a pill relieves symptoms. Faith in God kills the cause of sickness. So look here in Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. One translation says, happy is the man that does what? Praise a prayer for happiness? It's more than that. It's how you're living. And blessed is the man that doesn't stand, everybody say it, in the way. Say way. We're not going the way of sinners. We have a different life. We're interested in what God wants for our life, not just what we feel we want. 
not just what others say is the best. Where, now see, because if you're, if you're standing in the way of sinners, if you're, if you're in the path they're in, you're not going to be blessed and happy. So what would be the answer if you're not blessed and happy according to this verse? Oh God, give me happiness. Oh God, give me a blessing. The permanent answer to people who are not happy and blessed is change your ways. Change your way. And don't think God's way is not fun. The devil's a liar. He's constantly whispering in the people's ears saying, you won't like God's will for your life. That's the devil. Whether it's in the form of a feeling or a thought or an emotion, it's the devil. He does not want you involved with God's plan for your life because the devil knows it's the best thing for you and it will pull you out of the devil's darkness and put you in a large place. So keep reading the psalm. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners. He doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. He has not taken residence in this scorning life, this attitude of always criticizing. He's talking about lifestyles here. You're not going to be blessed if you live in certain lifestyles. And the answer is not going to be just pray another prayer. It's going to be change your life. All right? Get a hold of God's plan for your life. And he tells you right here what some of it is. Read the next verse. The blessed man, the happy man, his delight, not just duty. If, if Christianity is just duty to you, ask God to help you to find the joy in it. Sell out. Don't hold back. It's when people hold back. It's just a duty thing. Go all the way with the Lord. His plan is to prosper you and not to harm you, give you hope and a future. He wants your joy to be full. He wants to reward you abundantly. The, the devil's a liar. God's plan for your life is amazing. And he's saying here, if you're delight, I mean, if you actually love it, you can get there, I'm telling you. It's when we hold back that it's just duty. Dive in. Let the Lord have full control of your life. Be open. Let him totally talk to you about changing all your priorities if necessary. He says, if your delight is in the word of God, the word of the Lord, law of the Lord, same thing, word of the Lord, right here. If your delight is in the word of God, and if you meditate in here, day and night, day and night, you know, a chunk in the morning, a chunk at night, fill your mind with the word, fellowship with God. Now, the world has perverted this thing called meditation. Partly because the devil knows the power of it to either make your life great or to ruin your life. And, you know, transcendental meditation, all this stuff out there in the world, it's a perversion of Bible meditation. This is a principle of God. It's been centuries. For centuries. Back in Joshua, he talks about this. David talked about it here. The New Testament talks about it. Paul told Timothy, meditate upon these things. Give yourself completely over to them and your profiting will appear to all. Everybody likes the profiting appear to all part, but they don't like the meditating, give yourself wholly to them part. But you say, well, pastor, I don't know how to meditate. I can prove you wrong. You do know how to meditate. If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. What is worry? It's meditating on wrong things causing, to, and it will eventually cause problems in your life. Turn it around. What if you pondered, got all caught up with good things? The Word of God. What if you got all caught up with the Word, like you were all caught up in worry over that thing that probably never happened anyway? 
What would happen if you get all meditating on the word? Well, he says right here, look at the next verse. Meditate in his word day and night, and you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season. It'll show up on the outside. Your leaf will not wither, comparing your life to a tree, your outward part of your life. Health, prosperity will not wither, and whatever you do will prosper. Why? Not because you prayed another prayer. We believe in prayer. We pray all the time. But there's some things you don't have to pray for if you're planted in the right place. If you're planted by the rivers of water, you don't have to pray for water. It just flows into you because you're in the right place. Come on, church, are you seeing this? So when you come to the Lord for healing or prosperity, be open to other things He may have for you so He can help you stay in the blessing and not just get it today and lose it a week from now. He wants you... So you see, you're, when, you're, when you're living the right way and you're going the right direction, you're like a tree planted by the source of all life. The reason many people keep praying for certain things is because they're on a road that takes them away from the things that God already provided for them on another road. All right, turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy 28. I think it's time in Faith Heights Church that we're interested in the life of victory, not just getting victory now and then after another smash, crash, boom. Anybody interested in the life of victory? There, it's available, guys. It's available where, where everything you do prospers. Isn't that what it just said? Where everything you do is a success. Where you don't miss it. Now, isn't it great to know that if you do miss it, you can cry out to the Lord and He'll help you? Isn't that great to know? I mean, let's just take a pause here for a second. Even when I drifted off, falling fast, but then I was caught, because your unfailing love won't let me down. Even when I drifted off, sometimes that may happen. Falling fast, but then I was caught. But how many of you know that you can get back up, get back on the right road, avoid some unnecessary adversity and tests and trials, and cruise along for months? Now, I don't, there are roads that if we go down them, there'll be destruction and misery on those roads. And it won't be the will of God, it'll be us choosing to go on a wrong road, not interested in the road God has for our life. Let the Lord deal with you about your thoughts. Let Him have a say-so about what you are choosing to think on. Let Him into the areas of your life where Maybe unforgiveness has crept in. Listen to the, he, he wants to help you permanently. And sometimes we get temporary help, but we stay on these wrong roads where all these bad things are, and then we're in trouble again. God doesn't want that. Of course, he'll bail, he'll bail us out as many times as he has to, but there is a higher life than brick wall, bailout. Brick wall, bailout. Brick wall, bailout. There is a life where peace and health and protection and prosperity is constantly on that road. And if you're constantly on that road, it's constantly in your life. Look at Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 and 2. God's talking to His people, which would include us. It shall come to pass if you 
shall hearken diligently. So that's talking about a full-time job there. If you'll hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, and the number one way we hear from God is this book right here, so read it regularly. Hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe, to do all His commandments. Now that's talking about a lifestyle. Doing all His commandments is not a part-time job. It is a full-time, wonderful privilege. It's called fulfilling your purpose. And what happens if you really get into this thing called Christianity? You know, not just if I have time, not just if it's convenient or I'll add it on if I've got room. What happens if you diligently go the direction of the Lord? What happens if you diligently and just completely give him your life and say, Lord, every commandment, everything I know to do, I'm going to do it. Every, everywhere you want me to live, I'm going to live it because it's the way of peace. Remember, it's the way of peace, the way of peace they have not known because they were going the wrong way. You go God's way, it's the way of peace. You don't need to pray for peace if you're taking the way of peace. It's just there. But read on, read on here. So if you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, do all His commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. You don't even have to promote yourself. He will set you on high. Next verse. If you go all the way for God, Next verse says, all these blessings shall come on you. Don't even have to ask for them. Don't even have to pray for them, let alone beg for them. We're not beggars, we're believers. The Bible says all these blessings will come on you and overtake you if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Basically, if you live the way He wants you to live. You won't even have... You don't have to pray for something that's running you down. It overtakes you. While you're doing God's will, He's got blessings coming after you. But we got believers all over the place today going after blessings. That's not how it's supposed to work. We're supposed to be going after God's plan and purpose for our life doing the things He wants us to, making the adjustments He wants us to make, praying and fellowshipping with Him like He wants us to in the Word, like He wants us to be in the Word, right? Following the leading of the Spirit like He wants us to. And now these things that we've been going after are coming after us. Oh, that's just wonderful. I'm just very happy today about these things. <laughs> this is awesome. You can start this process today. It's called a life living for God. Be interested. Young people, open. Be interested in God's will for your life. He wants you. He, walk in love. Learn to be led by the Spirit. Hook up in the church. You're part of the body of Christ. The body needs you and you need the body. We're doing that today. All these blessings shall come on you and overtake you. <laughs> well, goodbye to praying for all those things. They're just going to overtake me. And you can pray for them. Here's the whole thing. You can pray for them and get some help and relief. But wouldn't you rather just live this life instead of brick wall? Oh, thank you, Lord, for healing me. Brick wall. Thank you, Lord, for bailing me out of that financial problem. Brick. I just like to avoid some of them brick walls. <laughs> Psalm 103. Look at this verse. Psalm 103. Say this, the life of victory 
is the life for me. <laughs> the life of victory is the life for me. I'm going to live in victory. Not just pray for it when I'm half dead. I'm going to avoid those half dead things. I'm going to live the life of victory. But Jesus said in John 14, 30, the prince of this world comes and he has nothing in me. There's no way he can get a foothold in my life. Well, the same Bible says if we'll keep ourselves in the love of God, the wicked one touches us not. I'd rather the wicked one touch me not than him touch me. And I got to keep crying to God for help every time he does. I like the wicked one touches him not. Don't you? The wicked one touches who not? Those that are serious about living in the plan of God for their life. You're in a zone where there's no openings for the enemy to take pop shots at you. I like that kind of life. Now, if that, you ever accidentally get on a wrong road or the devil takes a pop shot at you, you find a sickness or a disease or a problem coming your way, cry out to God. He will help you. But I'm telling you, you can get to a place where a lot of those pop shots, all of them won't even be able to get to you. I mean, what do you do with scriptures like take up the shield of faith and quench every single fiery dart of the wicked one? Is it possible to quench every single fiery dart of the devil? It totally is. And it's, and it's all wrapped up in not just using your faith when you got a problem. It's wrapped up in living by faith. The just shall live by faith. He's talking about a lifestyle, not just a bailout. And go back to your own life where all these problems are. The Lord's, the Lord's path for your life. The Bible says God's path for your life is like the light of dawn. It shines brighter and brighter and brighter till the full day. Everything we're doing should be succeeding and increasing regularly. If it's not, take heed to your lifestyle. Take heed to your way. Take heed to what road you're on. Because when you're on the road God wants us on, it's supposed to get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And a lot of these things have to do with attitudes, adjustments in our, our routine, schedules, priorities. Did I tell you that I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, I need help praying. And the Holy Spirit will help you pray properly. You know, a lot of times we just ask for things that we want or just ask for things that we need. And it's really not a proper prayer. There's a better way to pray it. I was seeking the Lord recently about something in my life, some area of manifestation of victory I want to see happen in my life. And the Holy Spirit said, son, pray this. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Why don't you just do it for me? Well, because you have not, because you ask not. The Holy Spirit's got to get you asking right if you're going to receive things you need anyway. And the Holy Spirit helped me and said, pray this prayer. And so he speaks to me saying, Father, help me to see the road that I need to be on that leads me smack dab in the middle of this manifestation of victory. See, I realized it was more than just a victory that I needed. I needed to be on a road that was headed right smack dab in the middle of this victory. And so I said, Lord, don't, I said, if there's, I want to know about anything in my life that's hindering this manifestation of victory. Talk to me about my path, my way, my thoughts, my, any, my love walk. Talk to me about anything you want, Lord. Yes, I want this victory, but I want the road that leads to it so I never have to get off of it again. I don't want to get a healing and lose it three weeks later. I want to hold on to it. I, don't want to, I want to be on the road where healing always is. 
And so in Psalm 103, I quoted some of this to you. Look at Psalm 103, verses 1 through 3. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 3. David said, bless, now here's the key word, the Lord. What does Lord mean? It means you are looking to someone else for direction for your life. You're not looking to you anymore. You're not just looking to your brain. You're looking to the greater one who lives inside your heart. Bless the Lord. This is a key to the rest of this verse. The rest of this, the next three verses. Bless the Lord. If you're going to make Jesus the Lord of your life, you know, I mean, actually, he actually, you actually look to him for direction. You actually say, Lord, what, what, what do you want me to do? Any changes in my life? Any, any, any adjustments? Which a lot of times it's, it's adjustments, you know, on the inside, attitudes, motives. So if Jesus is your Lord, bless the Lord. Notice it didn't say Savior. Thank God he's our Savior. But this is a step beyond. This is Lord. I don't just want you to save me. I want to live for you. What happens if that's your heart? Well, then there's some things coming your way you don't even have to pray for. You want to know what they are? Read on. Next verse. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. Bless the who? What? what, what, what okay, well, but, but, but Jesus, you're my Savior. I'll run to you if I need help. Praise God. He'll be there if you need help. But how many of you would like to eliminate some of those have to run to him episodes and live in victory? And maybe your prayers are now more for other people than just always for you. Maybe that would be a cool way. Most of my prayers are for other people because everything I want is the benefit of making him Lord of my life. Now, come on, if Jesus is your Lord, why would he withhold anything from you while you're doing your best to follow his Lordship? Why would it be hard for your faith to receive anything from the Lord if you know it's for the purpose of doing his plan and purpose for your life? <laughs> Perfect example. Well, read, read the next verse. Go ahead. Read. So what are the benefits of Jesus being the Lord of your life? You know, not just Lord save me, but Lord, I want to live for you. What's benefits? These things you don't have to pray for. You don't have to pray for benefits. Anybody ever get benefits on the job? You don't have to get on your knees in front of your boss and say, oh, please give me these benefits. He said, it's already on the, it's already on the desk. Oh, please give me these benefits. You don't have to pray for benefits. We shouldn't be having to pray for all these benefits. They should be already in our life because Jesus is our Lord, not just our spare tire when we need help. Or not just, you know, you're my Lord on Sunday, but I'm going to watch anything I want to watch, go anywhere I want to go, drink anything I want to drink, do anything I want to do during the week. <clears throat> well, think, he still loves you. But you need to understand this. When we're not on the road God wants for us, he won't leave you he won't stop loving you, but he can only bless you as far as you're allowing him to. If you want the full blessing, you've got to be interested in his full will for your life. So he said, forget not all his benefits. If Jesus is your Lord, let's look what you don't even have to pray for. He forgives all your iniquities. I mean, if you're walking in the light, as he is in the light... The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, automatically cleanses you from all sin. It's when you violate light 
that you need to more formally, you know, say, Lord, I admit it, forgive me. Because even sometimes when you're walking in the light, since you and I don't know it all, you're walking in the light, you're doing everything you believe the Lord wants you to do, staying away from everything you believe He wants you to stay away from, but you look back and go, oh man, I missed it. I didn't know. I... Well, as long as you're walking in the light, Jesus is your Lord. Right? I mean, if you have light on it, walk in it. You're not accountable for things you don't know. You're only accountable for things you do know are right and wrong. Don't worry about what you don't know. You're growing. But this scripture says he forgives all your iniquities and what does it say? He heals how many of your diseases? How many of you think that sounds good? All your diseases healed? Where does that come from? Bless the Lord. Anybody know what Lord means? It means somebody who's over your life, bigger than you, who has final say. Now, this is an area where a lot of people don't want to go because they have a free will. God gave it to them. And bless God, there's just some things I want done my way. You have to learn to have power over your own will and realize that your will is not the king of your life. It's a decision-making part of your life that should be always looking to God for how to be and how to be used and how to, you know, how the volition should be carried out. He forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. What are we talking about? Benefits that you don't have to pray for if Jesus is your Lord. And the list goes on. He redeemed your life from destruction. What is that? That's a benefit of Jesus being the Lord. And the reason he's the Lord of your life is not because he, because he comes crashing in and lords over you against your will. It's because you accept his lordship and willingly want and yield to his lordship that all these benefits are now, they now belong to you. Go to another scripture in Hebrews chapter 12. I know time's getting away from us here, so let me get this out. Hebrews chapter 12. Peace is not just the result of a prayer being answered. It's the result of a whole new way of living. The way of peace. The way of peace they have not known. Look at Hebrews 12. Now this is interesting. We'll probably wrap it up with this scripture here. Hebrews 12, look at verse 11. New Testament. Everybody say way. Okay, I want you to keep that in mind. The Bible says now, no chastening, no chastising, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, after there's chastening, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them that don't run away, but let it go ahead, you know, or exercise thereby. All right, so he, he's, he's telling him here that there's times the Lord's going to chasten you. And the number one way he chastens us is with his word. You will hear something that you don't like. <laughs> You will hear something that totally messes up your dream. You will hear something that totally 
you know, makes your flesh scream. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, the Lord at times will talk to you about your life, giving things up, being a part of certain things, going certain places, staying certain places when you want to go. The Lord will talk to you about your life. He'll talk to you about deep things like attitude. I don't want you thinking like that anymore. Stop saying that about that other person. Forgive that person who hurt you terribly and unjustly. He'll start talking to you about the way you're living, the way you're talking, the way you're loving, or the way you're not loving. And the whole reason he's doing that because he wants to get you to a place of total victory where the wicked one touches you not. You don't have to be praying for all these things that you've been praying for. They just show up. They overtake you. Hmm? So read on now. He's talking about chastening of the Lord. Next verse. Verse 12. Now notice, look at guys. He's talking to us. Listen. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down. He's talking about changing your lifestyle habits here. Okay? Instead of going from grumping and complaining, go to praising God. Lift up your hands that hang down. Go to a life of praise. And then he, what does he say? And lift up the feeble knees. Why? In other words, you need to get up and get going a certain direction. Notice this. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Next verse. And make straight paths for your feet. Lest that which is sick is turned out of the way. That's different than the Lord not healing you. That's you turning away from healing. I said, that's you turning away from healing. Say this, healing is a way of life. Can you get healed living on a different road? Yes, but do you want to live in health? Do you want to not have to keep praying for healing? Do you want to overcome once and for all? Do you want to live in a zone where there's not so much of this extra adversity? There's enough adversity just living for God, let alone extra adversity for being disobedient. Come on, go back to the scripture. Lift up the hands that hang down, the feeble knees, make straight paths for your feet. Why? Unless that which is lame be turned out of the way, but rather let it be healed. Notice you don't have to get God to heal you. Let the power of God heal you by being on the right road. And what, what's, what's a couple of roads? Number one, the Bible says we're supposed to live by faith. That's a road you need to stay on and never get off of. It's not just a road you use when you have trouble. You learn to live by faith. You learn to live holy by faith. You learn to stay out of sin by faith. You learn to prosper by faith. You learn to be healed by faith. You learn to minister by faith. You talk by faith. You, everything is by faith in our life. It's a road God wants you on. The just shall live by faith. You want to get on the road of love because faith works by love. You want to make sure you're walking in love. You want to make sure you're not holding ill will and animosity toward people who've done you wrong. You want to make sure you're truly forgiven. You want to make sure that you're not touchy and fretful and resentful all the time. You want to make sure that you're a patient person. You're, you're learning to be graceful under pressure. You want to develop in these areas of love and let the love of God work through you. And the Lord will help you do all this. It's so amazing when you decide to go all the way for God. I was actually praying the other day and the Lord kind of quickened me and said, son, a lot of people want me to do the rest for them and they haven't even done the best yet. You know, they, they want me to do the rest and they haven't even done all they know to do yet. I felt like the Lord told me, he said, son, you do your best and I'll do the rest. Don't get me to do the rest until you do your best. We can't just sit around and wait for God to do everything. Do everything you know to do. 
right? Press toward the mark. Strive to enter at the straight gate. Do everything you know to do. And when it's not enough, he'll do the rest. Why would he do the rest if you haven't done your best? But boy, when you do your best, the supernatural ability of God comes on your life, lifts you to places you could never lift yourself, makes things happen in your life you could never make happen in your own power. Now, now think about this and we'll close. Many are praying for things that are not on the road they are presently traveling. Make straight paths for your feet. Think about the direction you're going. Make sure, Jesus said, enter in at the straight gate. Make sure that your feet and your life, make, make straight paths for your feet. Why, God? Lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. But rather, let it be healed. You don't have to get God to heal you. He wants you healed more than you want to be healed. Just stay on the road and healing will show up. So many things you don't even have to pray for if you just let your whole life be in God's hands. Be serious about fellowshipping with Him every day. That's one of the things He told me. He said, son, one of the things concerning the road that you need to be on that leads right into the middle of this manifestation of victory, you just need to fellowship with me more. You're watching too much TV at night. I know, I'm confessing my faults to one another. And I don't know, we, we, maybe an hour of TV at night, maybe sometimes an hour and a half watching a movie or something, not every night of the week, but the Lord said, son, if, if you want to get on the road, you're going to have to get into my word a little bit more, fellowship with me more, and stop some of this other secular stuff. And we don't watch a lot of secular stuff. We don't watch R-rated movies. We, we, you know, we, once in a while we have because we knew there was no sensuality and crazy. It was just like a war movie or some a true story. But as a rule, we don't watch R-rated movies. So I've already kind of got, but the Lord said, yeah, but even if you're watching good stuff, it's killing your time when you could be fellowshipping with me. I remember one time driving down the road, listening to Christian radio, you know, Christian music, driving down the road, just singing songs of, you know, about Jesus. And, and the Lord said, son, you're doing something good right now, but you're not doing the most powerful thing you could be doing right now. Once in a while, I need to turn even the Christian radio off and pray in tongues, pray in the spirit, quote scriptures over your life, quote prosperity and protection scriptures over your family. It's not just doing good things that we should be interested in, it's doing the most powerful things with this short amount of time before the Lord comes that we should be doing. And I, 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 I was thinking about this whole scripture and about tur you know, turning out of the way of healing. That's different than God saying no to healing you. Turning out of the way of healing is not God saying no, I don't want to heal you, that's you turning out of the way. We can't keep blaming God for all this stuff. Many are praying for healing and turning away from healing at the same time. By traveling down a road, God never called in the travel. Oh God, I need healing as I'm going down this road over here that has misery and destruction on it. But God, I want healing, Lord, as long, while I'm going down this road over here that I want to go. No, if you want the healing, get on the right road. Get on the right. You can't go out of the way and expect to live in victory just because you're a child of God. I said, you can't go out of the way and expect to live in victory just because you're a child of God. And in closing, church, <laughs> finally, brethren, God's way, not only are you going to have healing, not only are you going to have health, not only are you going to have divine protection and no openings for the devil and demons to shoot pop shots at you, fears and oppressions and anxiety, not only are you going to have prosperity, you're going to have a light and a brightness about your mind. You're going to have a contentment and a purpose in your spirit you couldn't get in any achievement on this planet in some worldly thing. 
you're going to have something that everybody in the world's going to want. Beyond even the blessing that you needed. And I think that's where we get this halo thing from. You can be so in the will of God that you glow. And I don't think it's a little circle. I think it's a, a glow, like Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Be interested in everything the Lord has for you, not just the healing that you need at the time. Because He wants not only to give you a healing, He wants to provide health for you and a whole new life. In a whole new world, a new fantastic point of view. Princess, when was the last time you let your heart decide? <laughs> Let's stand up, church. <laughs> God has a whole new world for you guys. Father, thank you for your word. We just want more. Than, pray this prayer with me, guys. Heavenly Father, show me the road that already has the blessings on it. Show me the road that I could be on that already has the victory on it. Show me the way to live. Adjusting of priorities. Correction of course. The way that has on it all that I've ever needed or will ever need. I'll walk that road with your help. Jesus, I want more than healing. I want your full will for my life. Talk to me about tweaks and adjustments and course corrections, new lifestyles. Help me to line up with everything that would please you. I thank you I'm going to heaven, but I want to live for you until I get there. Yes, you're my Savior, but I also want you to be my Lord. You're smarter than me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.